0: You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Leadership Training Podcast. I'm Delaney Williams and joined today by Sarah McLean. Hey Sarah, how's it going? Hey, it's going really well. How about you? Doing great. During this episode today, we are going to be talking about Session 2 of Unit 7, and that is entitled, God Stop the Jordan River, and that's found in Joshua 3 and 4. And so when we think about the big idea of the session, we want to remember that last week we began in the book of Joshua, so we are in Joshua 1. And so in the first chapter of the book of Joshua, we heard about Joshua, the new leader that God chose to take Moses' place over the Israelites. We also talked about what a big job it would be to lead so many people. As Joshua and a new generation of Israelites arrived at the edge of the promised land, they encountered a big obstacle. Something deep and wide stood in their way. And God stopped the Jordan River for his people to cross. God went ahead of Joshua and the Israelites into the promised land. So God showed his power to them so they would trust him. And so that's something we want to remember as we plan and as we pray and prepare to teach for this session. And that's going to be our big idea. And so as we look ahead to what some activities are that may need a little extra preparation, I will go ahead and start with our preschool resources. This week in our Babies and Toddlers Guide, our babies are going to be doing an activity called Remember What God Has Done. As you read through the activity, you'll see that they're going to be using ink pads. Teachers, I want to remind you to make sure that those ink pads are washable ink pads. That's going to make the activity go smoothly and then especially for cleanup and on. So just make sure that those are washable ink pads and if you have a hard time finding washable ink pads in that color you could use some washable paint for that activity as well then looking at our younger preschool leader guide there's an activity called draw with neon colors and this is going to connect with the key passage phrase for our younger preschool so keeping in mind our path and thinking of bright colors and all that's so it the neon colors just helps maybe bring in a different medium or different colors, exciting things that boys and girls maybe haven't used as much. So if that's highlighters, crayons, or the paints, whatever those neon colors are. Some of you may say, I don't have any of those resources like that, any of those neon colors. Well, you can definitely use just bright colors with this activity. It will still work well. It will still help connect with the activity in the same portion and all. Then looking at older preschool, you may be thinking there's two different activities during this session for older preschool that use stones. Pile of stones and decorate rocks. And you may be thinking we aren't able to supply that many stones. Well this would be a great opportunity that you could use the same stones that are used in pile of stones for also decorate rocks. So that's just something I know we all have to be very mindful of budgets and so Just one little tip to help you as you plan that you can use the same rocks for both of those activities. Those were the activities I wanted to highlight for our preschool resources. And Sarah, what are some of the activities you would like to highlight for the kids?
1: Sure. You know, Delaney, it reminded me when you're talking about those stones is teachers might also just want to check the pockets of kids (laughs) to see if there's My kids have been known to bring rocks and stones and all sorts of things into church because they're just picking them up on their way in or they found them at home. So you never know. You might find something in their their pockets. Exactly. (laughs) Good place
0: to look. There you go. That's true.
1: All right. So for kids and the older kids session, there is an activity for the session starter called Hoop Down. And this activity involves lowering a hula hoop by resting it on the kid's fingertips. Group members may find it difficult at first and have to start over several times until they complete the activity. So if kids lower their hands at different rates, the hoop will tip. So that might be a hint that you might wanna give them. Also, it might be helpful to allow participants to try to complete the activity of lowering the hula hoop to the ground for several minutes. So make sure you give them adequate time for this. And then at the end of the activity, you might want to talk about the teamwork and the communication required, because we all know that sometimes it can be difficult to work with someone who is not doing exactly what you think they should be doing or vice versa. And so making sure that kids kind of learn how teamwork and communication is important in our relationships with one another. And then for kids worship, during the group demonstration, this requires four hard-boiled eggs. And we just want to make sure that teachers and leaders that you keep the shell on. So you don't need to peel the eggs. In fact, this might actually help contain that stinky egg smell that you get after you peel the egg so just a reminder keep the shells on and then for kids midweek during the love option they'll be making scripture journals so prior to this it might be helpful to create a page for the kids to stick in the front of the journal that has general points or questions that can kind of help them with observations when reading scripture that's great
0: thank you very much for sharing those sarah and so you know, listeners, I know you'll recognize this next part and final part of our episode. Each week we talk about what excites us or what stands out
1: to us about this lesson. This is just amazing couple of chapters here where we see God's power. And I really love how this session helps kids make the connection of God's power revealed to the Israelites when he stopped the Jordan River and also how God's power is still at work today. I hope that kids walk away with a sense of awe about God and this reverence and just how God is amazing and mighty and wonderful and that they look for ways that they see his power working in their lives today, whether that be through him answering their prayers, seeing friends come to know Jesus or noticing how God is changing their hearts you know, kids might just equate God's power with something very miraculous, like stopping a river, which he certainly can do. But we know that God's power is also displayed in other ways within our lives every day. And so I think it's important that teachers kind of help make those connections for kids so that they can, you know, start looking for those ways that they see God at work in their lives.
0: I love that. And that is so, so true and so important to help Boys and girls understand that. And like you said, just, you know, miraculous seeing how God's working and how he provides. I love the fact of how this builds on from last week's lesson too. And helping them see that and even just a great example of how God provided and that he's faithful and that we can trust him that's important for us to remember that because remember we are teaching from our overflow and when we understand that and we're growing spiritually it's going to overflow from our teaching that we believe it we're living it and so it excites me for our teachers to be able to remember this a great example and a great lesson for boys and girls to just understand god's power and that we can trust him as well so, listeners, we want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for kids and preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for preschool and kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the Gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.